All right, welcome back to Two Lawyers and a Dropout. Uh, me, Iris, and John welcome you. And uh, today we're going to uh, start with a new format. John, you want to tell us about the format? Yeah, uh, this is kind of be, uh, looks like it's going to be a fun thing. It's, it's kind of like a, a debate, but with attorneys and judges involved. Um, the, the, we were discussing it the other day. We have a uh, small claims court, like Judge Judy type stuff where you have the plaintiff and you have the defendant uh, being basically adjudicated by a judge, but never a show where there was actual lawyers involved uh, uh, defending and, and, and uh, protecting uh, uh, the, the plaintiff and the defendant. And I thought that would be a little unique. It also kind of give us show off our lawyering skills a little bit, right, James? And, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, so today's topic is going to be the California recall election on September 14th, in which Governor Gavin Newsom is subject to recall, and uh, I will be taking on the pro-recall side, uh, uh, the side that wishes to recall Gavin Newsom. John, you'll be taking on the anti-recall side, the side that wants to keep him in office. And Iris, what will you be? I am here to be the actively uneducated, formally uneducated, and <laughs> a non-partisan, non but also just, I'm here for a peanut gallery commentary. I'm ready All for right. this. All right, so yes, you, you'll be the, uh, the uh, duly elected judge as well as the jury. Excellent. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Hey, uh, James, once you uh, do a little intro of Rich, and I could do a little intro of Jonathan, like a short one, and then we'll just get, get started with the format right away, yeah? Yeah, so... Uh, well, my guest is going to be Rich. He's going to be my witness for the pro recall side. Rich, uh, can you introduce yourself and briefly what you do for a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm Rich. I am a small business owner here in California. I enjoy California. I moved here from the Northwest. I love California overall. I mean, the state has like a lot of natural beauty. And even more so, I love. I love the diversity of Los Angeles when it comes to the food, when it comes to the culture, and it comes to the events, and a lot of the, a lot of like the festivals and stuff that it has. It just there's no place like Los Angeles. And right. quick, quick plug on your business, by the way. Just go ahead and have at it, and our listeners can, uh, you know, uh, follow you or whatever, and uh, get that, you know. Get some business going your way. Oh well, no, I just I, I want I run some websites and I I have about five employees and we you know it's it's a small quaint business and I'm part of a lot of business groups with other businesses and business owners and I love having that connection. All right, perfect. So, hey, I'm going to introduce uh, Jonathan Scheidler. Um, I would call him a friend, but that's a super insult. He's a brother of mine. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, this is a guy who just kind of volunteers to take his shirt off his back and give it to you when you don't even ask for it. He just sees that you need it. And uh, uh, that's how I was introduced to him. He wrote a white paper for a bank I was opening. I just happened to tell him. And there you go. I get this huge white paper. And I was like, this is really good stuff. So Jonathan Scheidler, uh, please, please introduce yourself, my brother. 
Hey, uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, a California native. I've, uh, uh, at least according to the records, we've been here since at least uh, 1901 or so. Um, yeah, that's at least the rumor. Uh, I, I don't I don't trust everything that comes on that. Uh, I have a long history in familial, like a, a generational level of uh, political engagement. My grandmother was uh, one of the founders of the American Independent Party, uh, and I've been fighting her ghost ever since uh, <laughs> in the idea that uh, although I politically no longer align with uh, who she was, um, I fight her ghost daily whenever I'm uh, uh, trying to explain to people that in California, when you register as independent, uh, you are not actually independent. You join an actual party, the American Independent Party. Uh, and despite the fact there's been fight about that shouldn't be named that, uh, it was my grandmother, uh, bless her heart, that fought and won against the Secretary of State to say that an informed voter would know the difference. And we've been fighting that ever since uh, <laughs> when it comes down to primary elections or getting proper things. So I have a, a long knowledge base, at least with a, a dumb things that happen in the state of California. Uh, the recall being one of them. Um, and so, uh, but I, I'm a realtor by trade, uh, fourth generation on it. Uh, and uh, if I, 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 I love California enough to the point where I'm the, I'm the guy who flies a fresh California flag about every six weeks or so after it gets a little too ratty. I, my car is decked out with our darling flag. Um, so much so that I, I believe in the idea of California should have its own independent party. Uh, so that way we were able to actually, like an avocado party to an extent. That's how much I love our dear state. Mm. All right. Thanks for that intro. Okay. So. So in love uh, with the idea of an avocado party? <laughs> Guacamole party. Yeah. Does that come yeah. with like avocado toast and like avocado with bacon or are there <laughs> vegan options? I mean, what's going on with that? I feel like the party promise should just be like avocados for all the Californians. Do with them <laughs> Two avocados in every no, garage. Believe me, oh, oh, I, I have. I I'll have raise four... taxes for that. Exactly. <laughs> I, have, I have four. Avocados we won't have to. You'll garden. be able to sell all your avocados to those poor Kansas folk that are paying ten dollars <laughs> per avocado slice. <laughs> those poor Midwesterners. They have they no idea. They have no idea. The fix is in. It's, the fix They're, is coming from the West. Baby. They are definitely deprived. That's for sure. <laughs> I always feel bad when I hear about like, oh my god, I'm in the Midwest. You know how much I spent on avocados. I just went to my friend's house down the tree, down the street, and got. An entire bag off their tree so i don't know what to tell you the 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 day right. i had to pay for uh um citrus was the weirdest day of my life <laughs> <laughs> so um it, it was in new york and i i looked at an orange and it was like it was a dollar fifty i was like are you people pay money for oranges <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable uh, well i mean oh. yeah it's, it's the big apple so Ah. <laughs> Ooh, no wow. pun intended. Ooh, wow. oh, like no, that I was like pun it. intentional. You intended that pun, and I'm I here did. for it. I did. I did. Listen, I, I'm a firm believer that no, the people that don't intend their puns are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Hold. <laughs> All right, oh boy, shall oh we? Yes, let's do it. So um, we'll uh, let uh, uh, Rich speak first. You have two and a half minutes. Oh my right, gosh! Well, I'm going first. I thought I thought John would go first. I, I as the I as the attorney do the opening for two and a half minutes as the petitioner. Oh, you do the intro. Oh, what the heck! 
really yeah but if you want if you want your uh, if you want jonathan to do your intro for you i could do it or she, he can do it i mean yeah i i, I mean i was thinking I, I mean i think the guest should speak first right i think that no, makes no, a lot no. of sense no i mean no? it makes it makes sense for the attorney to argue the opening case here so okay open, got open it. it up all right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the Golden State of California, Golden. on September 14th, you will have the rare power to decide the future of the Golden State. Since the early 2000s, Jerry Brown, the previous governor, and his successor, Gavin Newsom, have taken our state in the completely wrong direction. In 2019, Gavin Newsom came into office with a promise to boldly take on the homeless problem head on. However, from 2019 to 2020, the homeless population increased by 7%, up to 160,000. Failed policies such as AB 109, prison realignment, which has released many people early and sent people from state prison to county jail, along with Prop 47, which has depenalized shoplifting up to $950, $950 making that simply a misdemeanor, have made it dangerous for businesses, retail businesses to stay in business, and more so they have enabled the homeless population to continue uh, living their transient lives, and they have ruined the quality of life in our major cities such as Los Angeles and San Francisco. When you have an app that shows you the amount where you can find Fecal matter in the city of San Francisco and the whole app is brown, you know, something is wrong. Uh, no pun intended to Jerry Brown. No, number two is energy. When you, uh, when we normalize a new definition of love that requires us to tolerate periodic brownouts to avoid fire danger, you know something is wrong. You know that our definition of love is twisted. The duo of Brown and Newsom have failed to um, to uh, simply build more power plants. We need power to refrigerate and freeze our food. We need power to survive and do our work. And uh, the failure to provide enough energy for the people of our state is already a huge failing of uh, the office of the governor. Um, and uh, number three is um, the coronavirus lockdowns of 2020 uh, that have disproportionately affected children, school children, their parents, um, as schools have continued uh, to um, stay closed, and the inconsistent um, preservation of the First Amendment in which it is possible to uh, protest um, George Floyd, but not go to church, the inconsistent application uh, preservation of the First Amendment uh, um, is not what America stands for. And um, the lockdown, the measures to combat the coronavirus have had a disproportionate impact on minorities. After all, California is a not a white majority state. It is a, religious, uh, it is a, a plurality state. Um, any policy affecting California affects minorities. Um, who themselves have are operating many of the small businesses um, that uh, form the backbone of our economy. The lockdown has um, destroyed uh, many small businesses in our major cities. Um, you see uh, left and right, the shuttered um, 
uh, doors to uh, commercial properties. Um, the, the tax policies that have uh, caused businesses large and small to flee the state, the impact on small businesses, the bullet train that has uh, yet to be finished, I'm still waiting for that. The uh, not only registering guns, but registering the ammo, AB5, which has almost ruined Uber and Lyft in California, uh, further making it difficult for young people to, to survive. Um, the list goes on and on. On September 14th, you, ladies and gentlemen of the state of California, will have the power to decide the future of our state to keep this state golden. And uh, I, after uh, this, this small claims trial is over, I, I, you will do the right thing and vote yes to recall Gavin Newsom. Okay, thank you, uh, Council James. Uh, I want to uh, put a recall uh, vote into perspective here, okay? This is not about Governor Newsom's uh, efficiency or how well he governs, okay? This is simply a having a low bar to recall a, a law that has a low bar to recall a governor. And you can merely get, uh, was it a million uh, signatures? Uh, uh, for somebody, uh, for the for them to be able to push a recall vote, which is a is an extremely low bar. Other states don't have a bar like this. They require a, a lot more signatures to do it. But yet we're able to do it here because, let's face it, uh, twenty five percent of Californians are are, are uh, Republican. Well, you know, twenty five percent of forty million. That's ten million people, and only uh, basically ten percent of those people have to sign this this uh, 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 sign to, to ask for a recall and lo and behold, we have a recall. We see this done uh, in our past um, and it was within all of our lives here. We saw uh, Governor Gray Davis uh, uh, get recalled and guess what happened? We put in an outsider, okay? A celebrity outsider, the governor, right? And um, he was wholly ineffective because he wasn't part of the political machine of California, um, just knowing how to be a career politician and knowing how to maneuver and how to make keep it. The governor wasted a ton of money on uh, on the recall uh, 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 the propositions, which he got completely defeated by all of them. Okay, so my question is: Is Larry Elder going to do a better job uh, uh, than Gavin Newsom, who is a career politician versus somebody who is an entertainer? Um, um, his, his entire career? I don't think so. So, and, and there's a lot more, I could go uh, point by point with uh, Councillor James uh, thing, but I don't think that's the point of this conversation is, is how good of, of uh, a governor is, is Newsom being. I think we're talking about a procedure issue here. And at the end of this uh, uh, debate, I believe that most of the, our listeners and our judge will vote for our side. Thank you very much. My two and a half, uh, two and a half minutes is up. Can I just point out real quick that I haven't heard the governor in so long. I missed that turn of phrase. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so, so uh, Rich, um, thank you for being on the stand. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you are a business owner. You said uh, with uh, yes. five employees, correct? That's correct. Yeah. I'm and how long have you been in business? 
How long have you been um, in business? Slightly over 13 years. Uh, you know, I was going to talk first about the homeless, but let's let's make it personal. Let's talk about the impact this um, that that Governor Newsom has had on on your business. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan. You know, back in 1980, he famously said, "Are you better off today than you were four years ago under Jimmy Carter?" And I'm going to ask that same question to you: Are you better off today in 2021 than in 2019 when Newsom first took office? No, not at all. I mean, why not? If if anything, I mean, the amount of taxes, you know, I have to month by month determine whether or not I need to let employees go because I can't afford their salaries with the increases on taxes, both personally and with businesses. I need to figure out if I can support these people and their livelihood while still trying to support my own family and business. And I, I hate that feeling. It is a disgusting feeling. You know, this is why I see a lot of people leaving the state. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I want to hang in there. But unfortunately, I don't have a choice. Like, you know, one of my side businesses was renting out houses and I had to worry about my renters paying rent. And I had to worry about, you know, even if they're employed, if they wanted to pay rent, I have to worry about my employees asking for a raise or leaving because they can go get more money just living off of unemployment, even though, you know, they've been happy at their job, but, you know, they can sit at home and just reap the benefits. So the, the increased taxation under the Democrat Party in California is threatening to uh, put you out of business? I would say probably about 95%, yeah. Um, can you talk about the impact on um, uh, others, the, the small businesses of your colleagues, as well as uh, large corporations as well that have left California? Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about businesses like HP and Tesla leaving. The large corporations are taking off. But at the same time, the small businesses. I have friends that own gyms that went under during covid um, restaurants going under, like some of my favorite places to attend where I got to know the owners and stuff, they can't, they can't stay in business anymore. And I just, I feel for them, you know, even though I was actively participating and being there for them, you know, back in 2018 and 19, giving them my business. Now they're, they're closing their doors. They're putting and out rich, signs. Yeah. And, and Rich, uh, you're, you're the parent of school children, correct? Yes, yes. I got and, two uh, young children, one in daycare and one in, in public school. And the, uh, the coronavirus restrictions here in California, the schools uh, being closed for so long, how has that affected your children and uh, your life as a parent? It's, it's well, I mean, during COVID, I mean, I literally had to run my business and be there for my children at the same time and teach them at home. The daycare is closed, the public schools closed, and I'm sitting there instructing them. And then it took a while for them to get the online learning going. And then I have a kindergartner, a daughter that's fallen asleep at the computer and listening to the, the teacher, you know, get on to her about 
not paying attention or falling asleep or drinking water in front of the computer. And I'm just thinking like, wow, kindergartners are not made to sit there in front of their computer for hours. My daycare, you know, for my three-year-old is, is just completely shut down. And I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to work with my employees. They have their kids at home. It's just a big disaster. What do you, what do, you do in that situation? You just yes. do everything you can to just like survive. You can't even go to the grocery store half the time. I mean, you can, but you know, you have to wait in line. You're wearing a mask and do you, do you fear that, and goods. Do you fear that your children are, are, are going to fall behind in their learning? Well, I would, I would honestly say no, because I would say yes for most people's cases, but we are above and beyond parents. So after we get ever, all our work done, we sit down with our kids and we help them learn. You know, we were doing the teaching for them. And yeah, so it's like, it's like a double job, you know? So during the day, they're entertaining themselves around the house. We're doing business. And then in the evenings and the nights, we're sitting there giving them reading and math lessons. Yeah. And, you know, the one refuge that you think you might have um, during the pandemic is uh, your ability to uh, go to church and pray. But uh, even that has been restricted. Huh? Uh, tell me your take on uh, the, the fact that it's OK to protest under the First Amendment, but it's not OK to go to church under the First Amendment. Well, this was interesting. Um, so yeah, church services started to meet almost in secret at some point. And, you know, they were getting fined for it. And then Gavin came up with this whole like strip clubs could open, but church services couldn't. Yeah. And, and, and I actually remember a, a pastor taking off his tie and his jacket say, hey, I'm stripping for you. I'm a strip club now. Um, question to object on that one, uh, relevance about the strip club item. I don't believe that actually happened. There's a, literally a lawsuit. I mean, you can object if you want, but I mean, I can provide, well, I guess we can't do articles. All right. Well, um, I think the, the, we worst can absolutely link articles in the actual, in the posting when we put up this podcast. So yeah. I have them. Motion okay. granted. Is that the right uh, word? Did I use that right? Yep. Okay, excellent. Motion granted. Okay. So Rich, let's um um I think the I think the part that has uh, really riled up the people of California is Gavin Newsom's hypocrisy uh, with French laundry, correct? What tell me about French laundry. Well, it's clearly a do as I say, not as I do situation. And it, it doesn't stop at French Laundry just because he wasn't social distancing and wearing masks there doesn't mean that he didn't shut down bars and restaurants while leaving his own vineyards open for wine tastings and his own personal businesses got to stay open and reap the benefits of shutting down the competition. You know, it's, it's really a situation of these people are profiting. They're, they're, they're making a huge profit off the fact that they can get away with, you know, this extra income while 
everyone else is shutting down and closing and they're suffering. It almost seems like these uh, Democrat affiliated businesses and big corporations like Target are allowed to remain open, whereas the small businesses have to Objection, suffer. leading the witness. <laughs> oh, I can, uh, we're not bound by the rules of evidence. This is not King's Court. <laughs> I was going to say well, objection hearsay earlier, but. <laughs> good, nice try, you're sharp. Um, well, my time is almost How up. How much time do we got? How yeah, my time is almost got, up. Jeff? So I want to I want to finish a rich, I think the two, the, before the pandemic, the two biggest uh, things that had the ugliest optics in California were the rise of the homeless problem and the, and the continuing periodic power outages. Can, can you, what's your take on those? Oh, so I have both experienced that personally. Um, obviously, the homeless percentage has actually gained 53% since the inauguration of Gavin Newsom, 53%. And it's getting worse. You know, you know, I, I have an experience with, if you give a dog a bone, they come back for another one. It's like, it's not a homeless issue. It's a drug issue. It's narcotics. And it's an issue with the laws that allow them to get away with so much. Like you were saying earlier, um, they're allowed to get away with stealing up to what, $950 from source. I mean, all they have to do is take a backpack into Rite Aid, jump the counter and steal a bunch of medicine. I've talked to the managers at Rite Aid before in different parts of the Valley and they have gotten to the point where the, ho the, the homeless, the transients are getting so bad that the security can't stop them. So, I mean, like in San Francisco, they started shutting down targets and Rite Aids and so on and Walgreens. Um, and then the other issue, um, when it comes to, it comes to um, the fact that he was supposed to help these people. The, the, the whole issue with the, the gas tax, you know, we pay more money for gas than any other state. We pay more money for car registration every year than any other state. And is it helping anything? I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you on that. Uh, Pennsylvania pays more in taxes on their gas tax. Uh, and then after that, Hawaii, and then California, we're third. Okay, but the, but the bottom line is that uh, these are regressive taxes that, that do uh, proportionately hurt uh, the poor more. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. We still thank have crosstalk so coming. Don't worry, Jonathan. <laughs> thank you so much. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll submit on that. So now, uh, John, it's your turn to cross. Okay. Um, I'm going to make it, uh, uh, I'm just going to ask a few questions. I don't want to come off as badgering uh, our, our, our guests um, just because of my uh, uh, professionality of this, but uh, I will ask for uh since Jonathan is doing such a great job lawyering on this one, I'm going to ask the judge that I could use half my time to for Jonathan to cross-examine uh, Rich. I have no objection. This sounds Good. hilarious for me. I'm okay. all about it. Motion <laughs> yep. granted. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask uh, uh, Rich. Um, let's. Um, I'm going to skip the tax question, and I'm going to go straight to uh, the church one. Okay. 
um, strippers and uh, strip joints are able to open and whatever. But I, I, I want to ask you, like, um, if if Jesus or, or God or whatever was like so infinite, right? Uh, how come uh, how come he doesn't just cure the lockdown, right? Like, why don't he just make it not happen? Why don't he just get rid of the, the coronavirus, right? And a follow-up question to that is, if church is a building, then yes, Gavin Newsom definitely shut down the churches, okay? But if the church is a group of people, then I don't believe that Gavin Newsom has that power, nor has he done that. So I, I, I would like, uh, uh, how, do, how should we do this? Like short answers or, 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 well, I mean, or what? Yeah, uh, let me ask you. So, so when the, the churches of California sued Gavin Newsom and won, what does that mean to you? Okay. Um, what, what is that lawsuit? That they win the lawsuit against Gavin. So, so then there's no complaint now, on your side. And now, though, right? now the um, churches can stay open mask-free in certain counties right now while all the other businesses still have to wear a mask. Right. So, that, so wait, so if, if the church is one, and then the, the, there's really no complaint then, right? Like you guys are, uh, the church is able to freely uh, associate and, and have services. Right. Yep. A year later. Okay. Wait, hang on, later. hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to interject that there is a very different concept between a church, which is a active gathering of people that are choosing to be together and gather versus a private company making rules about their own establishment. Correct. There, 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 there's going to be separate like th those, those two I, I, I wouldn't compare those on that list. Right. And why, why would a strip club be allowed to be open and uh, not a restaurant and not May a I answer that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So um, as was mentioned, so the strip club thing, that was a county individual item that happened over in San Diego County. Uh, and that was under a lawsuit because they were actually considered a restaurant. So they didn't win as a strip club saying, oh, yeah, well, uh, them titties are the reason why we're here to uh, uh, be uh, wearing maskless and being allowed inside here. It was a circumstance where because it was a restaurant, much like how many different bars, many different uh, locations are technically not bars. They're technically restaurants. And that's why they're able to get away with certain venue items or certain uh, liquor license laws. Uh, that are mandated county by county. California is a very complex piece of machinery. Uh, we have uh, 53 counties, 54 counties, um, that all have their own set of rules. We're very locally organized. Uh, we are a republic of different small counties that come together in a semi-federalized form. Um, but San Diego County, it was a judge in San Diego County, about San Diego County, that said, hey, you're a restaurant, you two strip clubs that sued. Uh, so technically, yes, uh, you guys can stay open. Uh, granted, it was a topless bar, not a full nudity establishment, uh, if I recall properly. Um, and so it, it's down to the county item. It has nothing to do with, the, oh, well, well, Gavin lost. It was like, no, it was one of those weird quirks of California no, no. law that we have he like- did a, lose. He did yeah, lose. Let's, let's, let's focus on cross-examining Rich uh, for the next few minutes. Okay, now my next question. Okay, when it comes to taxes, I, I don't- 
know of any taxes that Governor uh, Newsom uh, increased uh, while uh, being governor. Uh, a lot of those increases happened um, under uh, Jerry Brown, and it was actually voted in. Uh, these were propositional measures uh, that were voted in. So I, if you talk about the, the, the tax and not wanting to leave California, not wanting to fire your employees, I'm just wondering uh, if it's proper to even uh, point that on, on Governor Newsom. Well, I mean, what are you saying? Like, do you not believe the gas tax? Is you, do, are you saying the gas tax itself is a brown item? When or I'm not too familiar with that, actually. Yeah, when, when SB1, yeah. SB1 was passed um, in 2000. It was right before uh, Gavin Newsom, 2017. Oh, during the election for Gavin. No, 2017, uh, September. It was definitely under Jerry fact Brown. Checking. I'm fact-checking. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, April, tax, April 28th, uh, 2017. Gas tax was 2017, and Newsom was 2019. Okay. So, okay, fair enough. Okay, so he um, was, he was lieutenant governor at that time. Yeah, and then, um, and hey, look, it's not like I don't... Uh, you know, like having to fire uh, an employee, like, you know, uh, I mean, that's tight and taxes are quite high, but the infrastructure that we get out of California is a, uh, is a premium, right? Just having 40 to 50 million uh, people. And, um, but uh, when it comes to the homeless, right? Um, the, the increase of 53%, um, I'm, I'm wondering, um, is that because the people from out of state is moving to California that are homeless is increasing homeless, or is it because people are actually losing their jobs under Gavin Newsom that live within California that are becoming homeless? Well, the, the issue is the cost of housing in California has been so high for so long. Mm -hmm. And Gavin has gone out of his way to try to make it more affordable, but that's not happening. California topped 100, 800 million this year mm -hmm. for existing, I am mean, sorry, 800,000 this year for existing family homes. It's okay. the increase is okay. just outstanding. And I see, I see. the problem with that, he wants to build more houses and mm -hmm. he wants to permit new constructions. I remember, I remember at one time I was trying to build an ADU in my backyard um, and I couldn't get a permit for it. And now when they're was this? out like candy. This was back in 2014. Okay. Before um, uh, the current, uh, I believe it's uh, not AB5. Um, it's the current, uh, basically the ADU law that, uh, that Gavin passed. Right. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, Gavin never reformed this. I mean, it's, it's just a situation where it got worse. And I understand, Jonathan, well, you're, you're a real estate agent. So you're, you're yeah. banking like crazy right now, selling houses. It's great for you. Everybody but wants it's to not, live in it's California. not great. It's not great for the restaurant owner. It's not great for the gym owner. It's not great for the other small business owners. Even daycares are going under. 
have closed their doors. Now, you said that you know friends that are in, that own gyms, right? Several, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do they own their property or do they rent them? They rent their property. Okay. Um, Most gyms you say, rent their property, yes. Yeah. Uh, would you say that that's a, a, a predominant expense that they happen to have? Yes. Yeah. Um, I understand that, you know, uh, California is a desirable place to be, which is the reason why, you know, rents are so high. Uh, you said you rent property, right? I did. I had to sell. You did? Uh, why, why did you have to sell? Because I had an issue with renters starting to talk about not paying. So oh, starting when they when they their contract ended, I decided to sell the place. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm assuming that you what was it now? If it was about the same time as the pandemic was happening, I'm assuming you made a, a tidy profit. Uh, values went up dramatically at that time. A little bit. I mean, not yeah. much. Nice. Nice. And you had someone basically uh, affording to pay the mortgage during that whole time. Did you, uh, during any time during that, did you contemplate uh, uh, making rental adjustments? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I went above and beyond for my renters. I mean, rental adjustments, as in like lowering the rent or anything else to sort during. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gave moments. them discounts and I awesome. fixed the place up. I made sure, I mean, it was turnkey when they, when they were renting it. I mean, I'm not a slum landlord. Nice. I didn't ever want to be. Yeah, appreciate that. I, I, but, care uh, my, about, my, I care my... about the families, you know, I care about my employees' families. I care about my renters' families. That's, that's the most important thing to me is like caring about the families that live here. Yeah. Let's do two more minutes up to 8.15 and then uh, yeah. we'll, we'll move on to uh, the, uh, the respondents uh, direct. Now, I... let's see. My, my, my thing that at least I personally have observed with most of the businesses that have had issues was their rental amount on their properties. And I'll admit, there's one area that we know we could have done a lot better about, but there's just no funding to be able to do it, uh, was doing rent forgiveness for businesses. Uh, it was proposed at one point and then was, uh, you know, soundly rejected, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, how much do you think that you, the income that comes in for like your friends that own the businesses, the restaurants, uh, I know at least around here, uh, it's about $10,000 a month. Now, that's a tidy penny uh, for, you know, just kind of having a building on a restaurant. Um, I feel like that's more of a, a cost than it is just because you have a shutdown. That's an expense that's expected every month. Uh, not everybody's willing to do a discount if they're a commercial landlord. Am I correct? Well, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, you think that's Gavin's fault? The fact that, uh, landlords demand their money every month? Um, I think that's just a way of American business. Okay. So it's something that's inherent within America. Now I do, I, I will admit, you know, my taxes did go up, uh, just last year, uh, cause I couldn't deduct my state taxes, which I had been able to do, uh, every year prior. Uh, now that wasn't unfortunately, you know, uh, federal taxes. I'm not a, that has nothing to do with the governorship and uh, you and I will both admit, you know, our taxes did go up last year, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, was yours the same as mine because you couldn't deduct your state taxes? Well, I mean, I'm not going to talk personally about my own taxes. I hear you on that. Uh, but I'll say this, I couldn't deduct my state taxes and that has nothing to do with the state. Interestingly enough, it has to do with a, a federal government. Our tax bill that we had over at the federal government prevents are, are, are me from being you, able to do are that. Are you now. married? Do you have kids? I do have a child. Yes. Okay. I am okay. And happily dad. domestic partnered. Okay. Well, yeah. Domestic partner married. 
whatever. Um, so you're able to have a family and you mm -hmm. care about your family. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, and your goal is to make sure that your family's well, well taken care of. And I'm sure you're doing well. Are you not? Listen, I'm a human being. I make my failings. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, financially, you're doing well. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. And there are a lot of people doing well in California. But what about the ones that aren't doing well? No, I asked that as well. Um, it's one of the things I appreciate about the, the current governorship was the California, I believe it was the California CARES package. Let's, uh, basically let's, insure let's segue into your direct. The, the respondents direct now. I think this is a good segue. Okay. All right. Um, Jonathan, if you can uh, just kind of uh, give us your points on the recall, right? Um, and or defense of, of, of uh, Governor uh, uh, Gavin Newsom. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll provide no defense of Gavin Newsom, although don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, of all the people that are currently quote unquote running, we have Gavin and then we have the, the slew of what, 55 other people or something of the sort. Uh, there's only one on that particular ticket that I would open mouth kiss and it is definitely Daddy Gavin. Um, I dare any of you guys to name any of the other ones that you'd be willing to do so on that. Uh, I've never heard the Daddy Gavin phrase. Oh, Daddy, Daddy, he can, have you seen that man's hairline? He can get it. Daddy Gavin can get it. So, um, so, so but, no love for Caitlyn Jenner, huh? You know, she's she literally murdered somebody. So I got I got and got away with it. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, vehicular manslaughter, whatever you want to call it. I, <laughs> um, I mean allegedly, and uh, according to the DA, uh, there's not enough evidence. Uh, quote unquote. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Much like, like innocent until proven guilty. Now, come on. All right, or not even <laughs> try like because you happen to be friends with the yeah. uh, law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. Got it. let's not even charge. Um, <laughs> exactly. Respondents uh, direct. Yeah, but allegedly uh, there is only like you know I, I I'm not going to defend it, but I will say this: um, the recall is inherently unrepresentative and undemocratic. So you have a circumstance where if 50 plus one say yes to a recall, let's say that happens. Now you have a slew of what? Uh, the exact number, and maybe we have to cross check it on there. Uh, I can go get my ballot right now and go double check it. But you have about 50 some odd people. Right now you have uh, a couple of people that are you know contending. You may, it might be like a, a 15 person horse race right now. Divide that amongst 15. You barely get it to where you have anybody that has a quote unquote majority over the teens. Now, I don't know about you and I don't care what your political leanings happen to be. That's not representative. The idea that you would be governed, even be it for 11 months or be it for any amount of time of someone that only has a majority, a, quote, a, a, a mandate, and I'm using air quotes here, scare quotes of in the teens, that is inherently against any sentiments of our Republic, be it the California Republic or the American Republic or any kind of free people that believe in a representative democracy. Uh, the idea that that's, it, it, you know, recall anybody you want. I think every state up to the federal level should be allowed to recall. However, and the difference that we have in this particular recall versus the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was we don't have a primary process. We don't have a methodology of coming down and distilling a consensus that isn't just, oh, well, 
I happen to know, uh, what's the one uh, she, she's known for having the pink Cadillac? I, I forget her name. Oh, well, she gets 50,000 votes, whatever it is. Versus uh, Larry Elder, who gets, you know, 52,000 votes. And then you have, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, too many freaking names on this thing. Um, I know, I thought about writing my own name in there. Exactly. And that, like that, and I believe everybody should have the right to try to, you know, be a representative inside of a democracy. I mean, have you not thought about being governor? Uh, hell no. I don't understand the machinery well enough. You, you wouldn't want to be governor? Why would you think I would want to be governor? No, I'm just asking. I mean, you're pretty passionate about this. I, it just seems like you might want to take your shot at making this state a better state. I mean, you said your family has been here since 1901. I mean, why would you not want to make this state the way you foresee it to be? That's not the duty of governor. The duty of governor is to be a representative of the people. And well, if I recall properly, well, Gavin Newsom was voted in. Better let's, the let's, state. let's 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 let let's let Jonathan Sorry. finish. Sorry. Well, yeah, it's inherently anti-democratic. That's plain and simple. That's my that is the top line item. I don't care if you like Gavin or not. I don't care if you love him. I don't care if you hate him. At the end of the day, you have to, your vote on the recall is your statement on what you feel about democracy and representative government. To vote yes on that is inherently saying, well, I don't like him and therefore anybody will do better. There's that is not a true statement. That is throwing yourself into traffic because you didn't like the song that was on the radio. That is hoping for, oh, well, maybe my guy will get it. And it doesn't matter about anybody else. It doesn't matter if I end up causing a wreck down the way or if I, if I get injured or not. That's what it is. And I, I can't see it any other way. Now, granted, I, I'll, I'll lay my cards on the table here. I am a left-leaning anarcho-syndicalist socialist kind of person. I think that, you know, the recall is a great opportunity for us to actually have a right, proper leftist come into power after the chaos that happens within the next 11 months as an accelerationist that sits inside my head. However, I do recognize it'll be about five to 10 years of actual really terrible circumstances that will come from that 11 months of chaos, be it Larry Elder coming in saying, hey, there shouldn't be a minimum wage. Hey, uh, we have to force the homeless to take their medicine to do this. That's a personal liberty item that will have to be rolled back in some way, shape, form with very bold action. I don't know if you know some of the more right-leaning people will appreciate some of that bold action, and it'll have to be done with absolute fervency. Um, I don't see the recall as a win for anybody. I don't care if you are a Trump-leaning Republican or if a uh, Milton Freeman touting Anne Ryan reading libertarian, or if you are an anarcho-socialist uh, libertarian like I am, it doesn't matter. This is not a good thing for any sentiment of representation or an open discourse for how the state should operate. That's my full stop. I, I don't, taxes, all the other items, oh, I don't like the way that Gavin cuts his hair, I don't like French laundry, the, the hypocrisy, strip clubs, churches, none of that matters. What matters at the end of the day, inside of our country, inside of our Republic of California, is that we have proper representation and a consensus. And this is not going to lead to it. Uh, and I'll yield, yield the rest of my time if I have any left to yield. Minor interruption. We had 46 candidates right now on the ballot. 
it was in the 50s, but many did not qualify their information in enough time to be on the ballot. Ah, fun. Uh, so are you guys done with your uh, direct? Is John still there? Are we ready for the cross? Who, who's crossing who? I'm crossing. crossing. Rich and I are crossing Jonathan. Cross me, baby. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Go All right. Ahead, so, James, you start. So, so, so you did say, Jonathan, that um, that there should be recall procedures, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. I'm yeah. fine with the idea of a recall procedure. Right, because the politicians are accountable to the people, correct? They are intended to be representatives of the people. Right. And the people should have a form of uh, expressing their dissatisfaction and removing someone from, from office if things go south, correct? Correct. There should be recourse. Correct. And um, and you and your objection to the recall is this idea that it is somehow anti-democratic, correct? The methodology that is being utilized right now is a dual question ballot. And therefore, I think that it is anti-democratic and um, non-representative. But Californians of legal voting age and eligibility can register for this recall election, correct? Correct. And they can vote for this recall election, correct? They have the capacity. So the the outcome of the recall election will be a result of a democratic process, correct? Because the people get to vote on it, correct? Yes, the outcome of a recall would be democratic. However, the institution of a governor therein, in the way that it is being formed currently, of how this recall is being played out, is undemocratic. If, is it then fair to say that if Gavin Newsom survives the recall and continues to be governor, then that outcome would also be anti-democratic? Gavin Newsom surviving it is a separate question. One has to look at it from two question points, just like how the ballot is set up. Uh, if you want me to continue, I can continue on it. Uh, the ballot is set right now currently in a split ballot. Uh, you have yes or no should the governor be recalled. And then from there, a subsection, if yes, then who shall replace him? It's that section that I find is undemocratic or unrepresentative in the idea that, again, hypothetically, you have a, let me find a random list on who is recall, California candidates. In other words, because too, too, too many, there's too many people on the ballot, so the winner could potentially win with a small percentage of the vote is your fear, correct? An insurmountably small percentage. However, if that's your fear. However, if if so what what we're saying is that the the no vote is a democratic vote, but the yes vote is an undemocratic vote. The yes and then is an undemocratic vote. 
So the, your problems with the comma. Correct. Okay. The people have people have had the right to uh, to, to challenge uh, the the election procedure. Correct. They can file a lawsuit. Correct. Uh, yes, they have. And actually, there was a lawsuit filed because the recall was attempted literally months after he was uh, Gavin Newsom was elected uh, by the same sets of people, if I recall properly. Uh, this, at the risk of sounding like um, certain television personalities, this is an attempt to re adjudicate an election. And this is try number two at this point. Um, they managed to get enough signatures, which is fine, whatever, it happens. Um, but the idea, again, it's the idea that with less than, I'll look at the statistics on it again, but it's less than, at most, 19% of the electorate saying, this is now our governor. I don't understand, I don't understand as to what democracy finds that as acceptable the the people the people had the opportunity to challenge this recall process and and, and sue you know as, as a mm -hmm. violation of you know their their 14th amendment their first amendment right to vote or what 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 not correct but the thing is those those lawsuits have have uh, not been decided in their favor correct correct so 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 as far as it stands, this this recall procedure has been uh, has has withstand legal mustard, right? I remind that legal muster is an interesting phrase for this. Um, if I recall properly, rephrase the, um, it, James. Yeah, because the Exclusion Act was considered under legal muster, and as was uh, the the Fugitive Slave Act was considered under legal muster, but we all inherently as free people understood them not to be um, exactly right and just uh, legal standings, right? Okay, are you, so are, are you saying that you mentioned we're re-adjudicating the previous election? Are you, are you then bringing up the idea that somehow the uh, first, the, the, the election of Gavin Newsom was somehow not, not legit? Or is that what people are saying? No, it's 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 the um, to to put it crassly, it sounds like a bunch of people got pissed that uh, he got voted in because there was a recall attempt, uh, literally in uh, like right after Gavin Newsom was voted in. Uh, that one happened to fail, and that's why they went and got tried to go get more signatures the second time. This is the second recall attempt on Gavin yeah, I, Newsom. Okay, I let me jump in here. So. Let's just say Larry Elder, let's say the first question, we get to 50% plus one majority. And then let's say Gavin, I mean, uh, let's say Larry Elder wins with 9% of the vote. I mean, don't you guys see a problem with that? That, 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 that is not a, a democratic yeah, I, I, I vote. I see a problem with that. You guys keep picking on Larry Elder. How do you know it's going to be Larry, Larry Elder? It could be someone else. I mean, I personally I would like absolutely Caitlin. love it. I would absolutely love it if you guys stopped giving me the horrifying concept of Larry Elder. 
as like the number one. I mean, yeah. we, we don't know that. I mean, it could be Kevin. It could be Caitlin. I mean, I'm just saying, change up the names. I'm yeah. just saying, there like, are, let's change up the what? names for the conversation. How many other candidates <laughs> did you just say? Forty-six other candidates. I mean, forty-six because yes. several did not qualify. You know what, Angeline? Yeah. Let's talk about Angeline here. Does everybody know about Angeline? The the porn star. Sure. Is this, is, this the, <laughs> is this the billboard Barbie thing? Yep. Uh, let's give okay. Angeline. So, like, if she got 7% of the vote, and that was the one, like, that's what carried it. What was it? It's, uh, it's what was it? We have 42 people that are voting. <laughs> uh, running. Um, yeah. Yeah, but see, 46. I, I think 46. I think, yeah, 46. See, um, you're replacing a, a, a governor who won fair and square. And you're replacing it with somebody who won seven percent of the electoral vote. I mean, it's seven percent of the the vote. See, the thing, the counter argument is that you know the the people that that challenged the the Trump election, uh, they they should have they should have challenged the voting procedure before the election when the window of opportunity was still there. They didn't do that. Now, the people that want to challenge the procedure of this recall election, they they have the window of opportunity to do it, and maybe they've tried it. And, and those lawsuits have failed. So as, as, as far as um, the law is concerned, this election, this recall election is, 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 um, is legal. Hang on, I'm, I just Does it mean up, that it's just or right? Hang on, right. I just looked up Angeline's website. <laughs> I'm sure it's phenomenal. And the slogan of we must party speaks to me. <laughs> we must party as the California party, right? I gotta look that up right now. My God, I'm not even joking. Yeah, no, we must party. Will there be avocados? Oh, yes. it's California. <laughs> well, of course, point. there's avocados. There's of always course. A and there's barring, probably barring the actions be... of climate change, there will always be avocados, my friend. Ooh, ooh, that's a terrifying thought. It's All one right. of the concepts. Is what's on the ballot right now? The idea that uh. You know, listen, I'm certain there are people that would fight climate change harder, uh, literally launch our own damn satellites. Uh, rest in peace uh, once and uh, former uh, Governor Jerry Brown Moonbeam. Uh, but, you know, the current top contenders that are potential for getting that 9% over the edge vote to become governor should the recall occur a lot of them aren't really looking towards the idea of the actual future of California. I understand we think, oh, the future of California is, you know, we have to to, to force uh, homeless people to, you know, take meds and we have to uh, uh, be harder on crime and build more prisons like and and lower and no minimum wage and like that kind of like those are our contenders we have right now. But none of them are actually looking at the real future, which is climate change. Yeah. Now, but the fact that we have half our state on fire right now. And. I don't know about you. I don't see a plan from Angeline or a plan from uh, uh, Miss Jenner or a plan from uh, Mr. Elder that well, addresses what we're going to do. To I just ensure... donated. Oh, wait, hang on, the, hang on. I Angeline, just donated to the Angeline party. Sorry, guys. Hang on. Angeline doesn't have a specific platform regarding avocados. But oh, well, there she, is. She, she should be out of the running. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. But she does discuss the, you know, but but she does have a plan for otters, which oh, that's good. 
Everyone I mean, loves the cute otters in the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah, something something about repopulating otters. I don't uh, want to know how, like what the details of her plans are, but otters are involved. Yeah, I, look, I think we're I think we're at closing yeah. thoughts. We're no, no, no. I, I I do have one more question yes. for Jonathan. Does um, it involve Angeline or otters? It does because they not. hold hands when they sleep. That, that's very <laughs> cute, and especially I'll allow it. Especially if they had avocados like tucked between their legs or whatever. They have pockets. They have natural pockets too. Oh, are they like marsupials? No, they have they 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 find a rock when they're baby otters, and it is their rock for opening clams and things, and that is their rock for life. They never lose that rock. And they hold hands when they sleep. They're Apparently, just the cutest things I ever. I need to learn more about otters. They sound adorable. <laughs> Don't, because they also rape. Right. Well, I just oh, had a few. Oh I just gosh. had a few closing thoughts. I just no, had no. Let me let me ask oh, yeah, but, one question. Yeah, so, Rich has a cross. On Jonathan, me. Jonathan was. He said that churches and strip clubs don't matter. I didn't say that they don't matter. You did say that. Said, no, I said like, that the different. I did not say that they don't matter. Now, I, I we can go back on the record on there and see if that something I said. But no, I didn't say they don't matter. I didn't. We say, don't have a stenographer. Maybe, I'm maybe sorry. you maybe you misspoke. But I'm thinking like that's a pretty bold statement because we're talking like two highly different types of businesses, you know, religion versus the porn industry that are both two businesses that are important to California. I mean, whether it's the porn industry, whether it's strip clubs and OnlyFans, whether it's, you know, churches, synagogues or temples. Wait, 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 wait. Are you calling churches a business? church is a business is it not do they that's not all i money? needed to hear i just needed to hear, to I mean, hear someone say no, it out I loud just, that just well, made me happy honest. continue just, be <laughs> just because it's a non-profit business it's still a business i would consider them quite profitable Go okay on. Yeah. well they're registered as a non-profit business touche okay. all right okay. go on yeah but the, the point of the matter is you know they do matter they all matter they all serve a purpose I mean, there's there's no reason that a Christian can't go into a Baptist church and worship. A Jew can't go into a temple and worship. And a, a lonely guy can't go into a strip club and get a lap dance. You know, I mean, I mean, aren't each one of those about community? I mean, each one of those are about certain emotional and spiritual and physical needs. <laughs> There, there is a need there, and you are There's looking for a community, right? So they do fulfill matter. That what, need. I'm, what I'm trying to say is they do matter. The businesses in California matter, and I don't think one person has a right to say, you know what, you're shut down, but you're not shut down. You're shut down, but you're not shut down. I'm going to shut these bars down and keep my wineries open. Well, I remind you that during the shutdown, uh, breweries were open, and as were bars. They were allowed to still serve, actually, and to this day, it's still on the books. Uh, again, uh, thanks to sell, the governor. Sell versus serve—that's very different. Yeah, they're allowed to sell. I just have a few closing. I just have a few closing thoughts, if I if I may. I know oh, we're, I I know we're joking around and talking we end about Angela. Yeah. Before well, we let me, end, well, let me let me let me uh, let me say something. I uh, I you know I I'm uh, I think. You know, our, our stress level is at an all-time high. You know, because of the pandemic, oh, uh, and and a lot of people are. Oh yeah. A lot of people are. are dissatisfied, and you know, the the governor is is a 
is a good scapegoat uh, to let out some some frustrations. Um, I just think president. that yeah. I just I just think that I think I do think that my predict. Um, you know, I'm not neatly you know one side or another, uh, but I predict as long as there are no no brownouts and no um, uh, no lockdowns between now and September 14th, I do think because most Californians are are Democrat leaning that that Newsom will survive the election. However, if he does get recalled, I do think that whoever replaces him is going to really have a tall order, uh, you know, because we've tried this before with Schwarzenegger and his ability to to turn the state in in a different direction has been limited. And he was basically a, a rhino. And, uh, you know, whoever whoever replaces him, if any, you know, is going to face a very unfriendly media. The I predict the media will, will start um, harping on. Uh, virus figures uh, to make it sound like um, the there's now a, an outbreak, uh, a, a bigger outbreak since um, whoever you know takes office, he's going to have to really take over the narrative uh, to uh, to make sure that he has the the virus uh, somewhat under control and that things are not as bad as you know the mainstream media previously uh, stated. I think whoever takes over, if he wins or she wins, has to. Um, Really um, make it a priority to uh, uh, address the two the two uh, metrics that have the worst optics, which are the homeless problem and the and the brownouts, and do more to make this state more business friendly. Because you know, I, as a Californian, I do fear that um, the next generation is going to have it really tough in their ability to uh, find gainful employment, to buy a home, to succeed uh, financially. Uh, in this state. Um, so uh, go on. All right. Well, for my closing statement, and Jonathan, I'll give you um, a minute of my time later, okay? But I I think that um, people, the market really determines everything, the marketplace. And what is the market saying? People are still moving to California, right? People, they say it's the weather, they say whatever it is, right? But people are not leaving, knowing that the taxes are high, right? Knowing that um, minimum wage is gonna start increasing, right? Um, people are excited to still live in California. The people that aren't, right, are, are the ones complaining and, and, and um, are on the other side of the fence when it comes to this recall. But I, I don't think that in general, right, that California is um, going the wrong direction, okay? I, otherwise, people wouldn't move here. This wouldn't be the sixth largest economy in the world, right? Uh, is it fifth now? Sorry, fifth, right? Uh, there's so many things um, that make this place attractive that people are willing to pay the taxes to stay here. And uh, maybe um, we could look into uh, 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 redistributing that wealth somehow, right, uh, to the needy, right? Uh, maybe we don't need uh, all these taxes spent on certain things that don't matter to us. Um, maybe we could take that and help the poor with it. Yes, we could reprioritize the budget or whatever, but to recall the governor and to replace him with somebody that's going to win 6% of the vote, um, I have to agree with, with uh, Jonathan that it's, it's very uh, undemocratic. Uh, to do that, right? So, and 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 rich, um, you know, I, 
it sounds like you're in a very stressful situation, right? And um, if so, hey, let's, you know, you have friends you can reach out to. Uh, the, the government um, has, uh, you know, grants or whatever, and we could all kind of uh, help each other through that. Yeah, but you, uh, uh, can, I, can I comment on that real quick? I mean, yes. You're right. The government, like California does have grants for businesses, but they prioritized it by minorities, uh, people of certain colors and sex get it first. Oh, okay. So um, well, I, you I'm, can not identify... lying, I'm not lying about this. Not first come, first serve. But uh -huh. as a white male, I don't get to get. I'm I'm in the bottom of the list. Um. So you can identify as a woman, right? And <laughs> I, I, I guess <laughs> I can try that. I can identify as a, a a gay black woman, and maybe I will get. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd kind of prefer if you didn't. Yeah, I, I, it just, it's not really my style. You know? <laughs> that's good. That's, that, that's great to know. <laughs> yeah. Iris, do you have any closing thoughts? Several. Okay. Wait, I, I gave notes. a minute. I want oh, to give oh, a I'm minute sorry. to Jonathan. One minute. Right, um, end of the day, we, a lot of the things that, are espoused as problems in California. They get directed to whoever's sitting at the top at the moment. We blame the fact that I, what was we blame? Oh, well, I can't, you know, Californians are too weak to, you know, open carry. Well, that is like, look at the governors they have. They're so weak, weak liberals. Well, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Ronald Reagan was a very weak liberal uh, with the Mumford Act. Um, or, oh, they have a homeless problem. Well, Pete Wilson didn't help with that by uh, reopen, not reopening up uh, uh, you know, mental health facilities that we had. We had one of the best mental health uh, hospital systems in the nation. Uh, but you know, somebody decided it would make more money if they did in-home care or other items like that, and they shut it down from the state level. A lot of really cool things in California that were taken away, the things that you know, we would all kind of agree would be great to have back. We're taken away by other governors, taxes that were increased or anything else of sort. We have the disadvantage of the fact that we have to play ball with the past. And we have to play ball with a federal government that takes most of our tax dollars and does not return it back to us. Uh, I forget the exact number, but it's close to like for every dollar that we uh, spend to the federal government, we only get 70 cents back. Um, Sounds like being a woman. It does, doesn't it? And we do all the heavy lifting in California too, <laughs> just like, <laughs> but a lot of the problems that we have that it's easy to blame the governor and it's an easy scapegoat. It's the idea that the buck stops there, but we, we don't look at the systemic or the material facts on the ground of what actually are the problems. Uh, you mentioned earlier an issue with uh, um, Prop 107 or AB, uh, what was it, the, uh, the, the reprioritization bill. Those were items that were forced upon us. And I think they're good items. I'm glad we did it. But there were items that were forced upon us because you know our prison system became cruel and unusual. Uh, you can't blame a governor and say, oh, we need to recall him because it's like, because the factors on the ground that are imposed upon us. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping that the recall fails. Um, 
it just it it doesn't fit right with California values of being, you know, a consensus state. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so I have notes and there is I've narrowed it down to one question that I want to ask both of our guests. Same question. I'm going to start with Rich. You mentioned a lot of stuff during the lockdown that you don't agree with that caused, you know, closures, taking care of your kids, which I understand was exhausting with everything else you already have to do on top of your life. What would you have done differently or what would you have wanted your elected representative to have done? It's an interesting question. I'm going to turn on my video so you can actually see me. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hello. Love the background. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I have a, a very big love for the Asian countries. So, <laughs> so what would I have done differently or what would I want my elected official to have done differently for us? It's, it's one of those things where it's kind of the same thing, but you know, so, like, you know, I if mean, you it's, had it's the power, that kind of thing. Roughly. I mean, it's so easy to just shut everything down to create the lines at the grocery store. It's so easy to make it where it's so easy to throw everyone into a panic, right? But it's not so easy to look after people's well-being, to make sure that they're taking care of themselves and taking care of their families. I mean, think about this for a second. They need, they need to just continue their day-to-day -day life, their habits. They have a habit of waking up, <clears throat> getting the kids up, getting the kids to school, you know, going to work, coming home, grocery shopping, taking the kids to karate practice, taking the kids out and having a dinner, you know, whatever the case may be, that entire system was screwed up by the governor. I mean, it's, it's just people have gone through, I've watched people go through divorces. You know, they've, the, the need for therapy is such on the rise, the amount of alcoholism and drug addiction and so on. I mean, people have just gone above and beyond to try to like self-medicate through this. But, but what would you have done differently? Or what would so, you have wanted someone so what, to do differently? What I'm saying is I would have slowed down the lockdowns to help save the businesses, to focus on the reps, the California businesses, to focus on the people. Because I felt like the people were not considered. It was just all about don't spread the virus, don't spread the virus, don't spread the virus. They Isn't that in and of itself considering the people, though? No. You, okay, so you, you're saying that don't spread the virus is a sentence that is not considerate of the populace. Correct. Okay, so then. What would what, be? What, yeah. 
I have have you guys died from COVID? Obviously not. As how many people do you know personally died of COVID? Seven. Uh, uh, four. I know one. My my close friend. James. Zero. I'm connected uh, second degree through uh, like people on Facebook that I don't know personally, but it's zero for me. Right. So there's very few people. I mean, how many people do you know that died of cancer? In the last, in the same time frame, like in um, an eighteen month period, or yeah. 18 total month period. Sure, eighteen month period. Uh, I have one person that died, not this last eighteen months, but. I have one person that's the most recent one. And then beyond that, the one that happened before that was approximately five years prior. Okay. In the last 18 months, I don't know anyone that's passed away of cancer. Okay. The flu? Zero. No, I don't know Zero. anyone that died of the flu. Not in the last 18 months, no. Ebola? Ebola, I don't know. None. That's During an interesting the- choice to name. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these things are still around. People can still die from these different viruses and different diseases. Right, but there's still very much an Ebola outbreak in the Congo. Right. So I, I'm just saying that life can't stop because of one virus. Can I? Can I? Can I answer that? Um, you can. You know, right? like a lot of people died despite social distancing and despite masking and everything. Now, if we didn't do that, okay, the numbers would be drastically higher. So how, we can't, uh, absolutely, because of the transmission rate. I mean, you could read science on this all day. That's why this thing is so dangerous, the fact that we had to uh, social distance. You don't have to social distance for the flu or cancer or... or, or uh, right, cancer it, isn't evil. contagious. Correct. Right. So, but so that's not have, really wait, wait, wait. like you tenable. don't have to social distance for the flu. You can get the flu if you don't social distance. But we have never have social distance from flu, and no one's ever died from it. I think. What, what I think we need Spanish to. Flu in 1920. I think we need to have an honest conversation as to whether uh, we are counting this correctly. You know, because there is still this ongoing uh, inkling as to whether you know we are counting people who are dying with COVID or dying of COVID. Um, and uh, see so, that. Like, James, you're absolutely right on that, because one of the things that we're also, like, I mean, like, I've heard the anecdotes of this person died in a car accident, but they tested COVID positive. But what I think we're also lacking from that same conversation is this person was not able to receive medical treatment because there wasn't an available room or an available bed in the ER for something that's treatable. So I think that any number that we have right now is entirely inaccurate, but for litany of reasons, not just, not necessarily just how they're counting positive COVID cases, but because of the, the ripple effect of how this affects other scenarios. Yeah, and definitely. I get a test. Oh, yeah, go on ahead, James. I, well, I, I was going to wrap it up, but uh, do you have a final thought? No, I, I get a test to the, the, the item on the, like, it, it, at the end of the day, it feels like this is a referendum on COVID, at least the people that want us to vote yes. Uh, it's, it feels like, at least from some of the folk that I have talked to, 
they feel like if we recall the governor, then it'll be a magic bullet. And then all these things that occurred over the last 18 months, well, they'll go back to normal. It's all his fault. At the end of the day, um, you know, social distancing worked. Um, we saw flu, like everybody's, oh, look, the flu went down, but oh, it was like, but yeah, the flu went down because we were not near each other. We were wearing masks. Um, masks don't work. To... Masks don't that? work. Masks don't work. I, I uh, just in, talked in to... what direction? Um, I'm sorry. I just talked to two of my doctors. I had a chiropractor I talked to today that believes that masks don't work. And I talked to my back surgeon that I've been seeing for the last year for my car accident, who was a Harvard medical grad and one of the best back surgeons in the country. And he agrees that masks don't work. And he doesn't like the fact that they keep bringing back masks. They don't work. The who in and direction? the CDC definitely feel that they work, right? Like, Well, the who and the CDC just constantly change what their yeah. guidelines are, period. So, well, I mean, it changes with new information. Which is how science works. But uh, my curiosity for you on a daily like, basis, apparently, now, right? Yeah, actually, no, it kind of does. Um, but um, my curiosity is, so you have a, a back surgeon. Do you prefer it when he does back surgery on you with a mask on or a raw dog in an open face? Well, he doesn't do back surgery on me i mean i did prp injections okay. and yeah it's fine without it uh, but if you well, if you had open open surgery of, would you prefer to, well, to have a, a mask doctor well, or not well hang on i think the purpose of, of mask wearing when you're for surgeons is to prevent uh, blood splatter among among other things and not necessarily COVID, but, but among other, other airborne things, things? I other mean, things that get paralyzed uh, and inherit if, if if you're in a foxhole you know in the middle of combat would mm -hmm. you prefer mm -hmm. the person to put a mask on before they secure your wound or just leave you be until they can find a mask and let you bleed out? That's a triage issue. And you and I both know that there's a heck, I will take someone with a, uh, a shoe with shit on it to stop the bleeding because there's the issue exactly. of the priorities. However, at the end of the day, I would much prefer a sterile environment to the best of my ability. Um, mm -hmm. Now the idea of masks not working, I, I don't I don't want to go down. I'm that sorry, hole, but if only because I mean, I, I mean it is a rabbit hole because I can just do this. This is my mask, you know. I can put a bandana over my face, and that counts as a mask in the grocery store. Yeah, it's better than you know raw dog in it, my friend. It's much like it. Listen, I I am a I like <laughs> raw dog in it. I like I yeah, like it's that raw dog. Term. Like I don't That's understand every other <laughs> yeah. Like stop, stop. Right, <laughs> but um, we have to bleep that out, James. Please don't. Please leave that in. Do not leave that I think, out. I think we're at we're at ninety minutes now, and uh, this was a this was a lot of fun. And I, I you know, yeah. I think I think there's a lot that uh, we um, this conversation, you know, is just the starting point. Uh, we could easily you know, do another three cause, hours without even trying. And and yeah. you know, and we I will. hope that this is a starting point that causes. You, know, well, okay. you guys wait, wait, and, and wait, others too. One uh, more quick question, Jonathan. Would you that, that would that, you would you prospect. raw dog kiss Gavin Newsom's? <laughs> <laughs> For Daddy Newsom? Well, I consider yeah. myself a straight man, but Kenzie also says it's a little bit of <laughs> on a Kenzie scale. 
right. All right. Um, well, thank, this was yes. fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so, you so much, much everyone. You, I've, you, I've taken all my notes and I've decided that the winner is probably going to be Washington State. <laughs> I love it. After oh, all my notes, listening to everybody, the winner is not California. <laughs> all right. Well, at least For it's sure. not Kate Brown. So it's not where? <laughs> Kate Brown, Oregon. Oh, uh, okay. No, Washington, Washington. <laughs> Oregon's got enough it's dealing with right now. Yeah, they have yeah. their own damn problems. <laughs> Oregon's exactly. got some issues. Uh, I'm just going to stick with Washington. Yeah, the Gonzaga right. River is going to be full of Californians regardless after like about <laughs> My my industry is going to do very well about September 30th. <laughs> At least I know Washington has enough coffee to get through whatever problems they come up with. Truly. They need it. <laughs> you seen the overcast there? It's suicide. I I I need more coffee from there, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Gotta get through this. All right. Thanks so Alrighty, much. Guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Have, have a good night. Good night. Ciao. <laughs>